And we're back. Hey, folks, welcome to another episode of uh, Let's Talk Common Sense with me, Mike Omani. Thank you for listening to this podcast. L this is the most consistent we've been. Um, and I know, I mean, we've been going for like two years now, but we have like 30 episodes. You're probably wondering why, why so little? Why so few? It's because we, we've been really inconsistent. But this is the year. And we've been quite consistent. So thank you for sticking with us. If you're someone who, who's been watching from the beginning or listening rather, then thank you so much. Of course, just to remind those who still listen or who primarily listen, that we have a video or visual version of this podcast on YouTube. So do check that out when you have time. And if it's your first time, thank you for trying us out. My hope is that you can just, uh, you know, explore with us as we, as we talk about all sorts of different topics. We get a range of guests. And today we got an interesting guest. In fact... For those who have been there, the day ones, I think that's what they call them. This is a, this is a, this is a treat for you because I've actually got the first ever guest we had, like when we first started and we had a really interesting conversation. It was in my house. He actually beatboxed for me. It's really, really random. He was just like, I was like, what is going on here? What a way to start a podcast. I was thinking in my head. Um, so, so we've got him today. Um, but before we go into that, that, that conversation, which I, I know is going to be really interesting, just want to encourage you to check out uh, tcsnetwork.co.uk. We've got a range of uh, articles on there right now. Uh, there's an article on, I mean, three really important articles I think it's a, uh, to, to check out, even on your way to work or, or, or lunchtime, or even after work, whenever you listen to this podcast. One's about the Scottish referendum and whether Scotland should leave or stay. We've got two different perspectives on that. That was really interesting. We did an interview with a woman called Stephanie who just directed a uh, film all about the plight of black women uh, in the grime industry, which is something I never knew about, but she's written, she's done a, a, a short film with YouTube and you should check that out. It's something the mainstream media isn't shouting about, but it's, it's worth your attention and time. Um, and of course, check out Common Sense Live, which is a live show we do on Common Sense Wednesday. So it will be live this Wednesday at 7 p.m where we have a lot of debates about the news and current affairs. So check that out too. But enough housekeeping stuff. Let me bring on my special guest, digital strategist, online content creator, Josiah Hyacinth. Hey, man, what's up? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Glad uh, to be back. Can you hear me? Or is, is there a delay? <laughs> I, think there's a mad, I think there's a crazy delay. Um, no, I think you're good. Yeah. Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah. But how long between me speaking can you, me? can you hear me? Hey. Like instant instantly. <laughs> instantly. Why? You're you're being <laughs> quite you're you're taking a while to respond. <laughs> oh really? Guys, we, yeah, it's okay. It's okay. We're recording this online for folks listening. So sorry if you're like, what is going on? What are they doing? <laughs> how how are you doing, Josiah? Um, I'm good. I'm well. Um doing really well surviving. Um yeah, I'm, I'm really good. Some people obviously know you as Mr. 200 Meters as well, which is like your was, is your online person. Like, what, what's happening with that? Because uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, you're probably right. thinking, what? Yeah, no. Um, okay, so it's, it's, yeah, so I think obviously, so it's, it's, it's my online persona for like my YouTube channel, kind of like my, it's the familiar name that most people know. Um, and half of me kind of really wants to let go of the name and kind of like branch into being recognized as just who I am. Um, but then I'm also kind of a bit torn because Mr. 200 is obviously a, a real representation and a, and a personal dream of mine. So part of me wants to keep that 
for the dream that I have towards that. Um, but then part of me wants to just kind of grow up. So uh, I'm fighting right now. So, I mean, yeah, just, you know just keep, just keep, just keep following. I know, I know, I know. Sorry. It feels, probably feels like I've, I've ambushed you a bit. Like what? <laughs> yeah, like, this is a, this is a big question. <laughs> No, but the reason why I think it's actually interesting because I think this this episode particularly is probably going to be interesting for folks who are inter interested in content creation or who, who've always also wondered like how you navigate the whole online stuff because what you're talking about there really is like this kind of I hate to get deep so so quickly but this struggle mm -hmm. between like um your online brand uh and yeah. like who you actually are and the whole kind of are you the person? Because you've got like over 50,000 subscribers. I mean, that's just ridiculous numbers. Most of us do not have, will never have that amount of people watching what we do, but you've got a, you've got a lot of eyes on you. So like, it's, it's hard, right? I, I want to say I get it, but I don't. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's tough. I think, I think, especially now the way the, the way the world is, is going. I mean, you can just about get any opportunity um, just by being a personality. Um, so, so there's an increasing desire now for the average person to want to become a personality because everybody's an influencer now. Right. So there's an increasingly blurred line because the, like marketing tells you that, you know, you've got to be as authentic as possible. And to be really authentic is that you gotta be real if you really can, right? Yeah. Um, so it's like there's an increasing blurred line. So I think from for myself, like where the where I'm at, you know, in life is I don't like that. I actually like my privacy. I've always wanted my privacy, but you know, I happen to kind of create content and it got seen by so many people that I kind of lost that opportunity. So I'm sort of trying to reclaim that back, but mm. at the same time the way the world is it's, it's really hard to remove yourself if you're already there um because of you know how many people depend on you um but then also like um how how, how the world feels now it, you, you can feel so disconnected if you just kind of like just disappear you know because all your friends are online everybody's you know we're so interconnected now so mm. there's finding that balance really for me um that's on, where i'm at on, on the privacy point it's interesting because you obviously you're someone who unlike most people you kind of well not, i don't know if that's even fair but you've been online for a while as in you've kind of grown up online like i don't want yeah, to compare yeah. it to like those those disney the <laughs> <laughs> story never ends well right <laughs> so i don't want to compare it to them but like what does privacy actually look like for someone like you who if i'm correct you were making youtube videos you know amassing hundreds of thousands of views like when when you were what like 19 18 yeah 18 so like what, yeah. what does what, what, like where what does privacy look like for you now just taking a walk at night or something <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean you know like uh, a part of what i mean to, to kind of put into context like what was really crazy i remember i remember i worked in a i worked in a restaurant and it, you know it got to a point i couldn't work anymore because so many people would come in to try to get pictures with me and try to talk to me and just try to have a moment with me and that was great but it, it pushed me to the point where i was like damn like I don't feel like I can go back to w work in a regular job, you know, the way I knew it, you know, everywhere I go, even till today, funny enough, um, I still get stopped by people who still want to talk to me. People still ask for pictures. And it's, it's so surprising to me because I'm really not online as much. So I guess privacy for me um, really is that there are parts of my life, even though everything is, there's a lot of stuff out there. It's like, you, I, I, I constantly leave people in a state of um, confusion. I quite enjoy that because um, people think they know so much, um, but at the end of the day, there's some things in my life that are really, really, really personal that 
people still have, still don't know. So privacy for me is relative. Um, it's relatively simple. I mean, I can still go out and do everything I do, but I guess I have to be very cautious about who I speak to. I have to be mindful about how I speak um, all the time, you know, because that's just the way the internet works. You say the wrong thing and then you end up in the wrong space. So, yeah, I mean, privacy is tough for me. I don't really go out too much. Um, you know, um, I guess the social side is, you know, like you start to fear. Sometimes you get a little bit of social anxiety here and there. So, I mean, it's not something I really think about as a problem because I'm okay you know, with being a public guy. For people listening to this, they may be thinking, oh, please, this guy's exaggerating. People aren't <laughs> stopping <laughs> on the streets. But I actually have two experiences I had with, just, uh, with Josiah where I could actually say <laughs> like, it, it's true. Right, one experience. I remember being invited to speak at some um, <laughs> some, um some school. Like it was a school to talk to young people about kind of becoming better. I'm not mm. the guy you ask for these things to be honest. I'm not, <laughs> I, I, I think I scared them. That's not yeah. You were <laughs> like, get your life together. <laughs> I can't even yeah. remember it wasn't it wasn't a great speech but anyways i remember i remember being invited there so i was like you know obviously i know josiah super super well you're i mean josiah's family so i said well why don't you come along with me so he came along with me we went to the school and some kids were trying to break into the you, you might not have known this but some kids the teacher was telling me some kids were trying to break into the speech because the speech was oh, for like think some of the yeah bad, for the, whatever. Some, some of the boys yeah yeah I, but some kids were trying to get in, like to be like, we're gonna talk to Josiah. And I was, I remember thinking, well, I'm the one speaking, <laughs> right? But obviously, no one cared, to be quite frank. And then the second time was when I think we were here in Manchester and we were walking somewhere. And I remember like we were in the kind of high street, wherever it is. Yeah. Um, and I think it was like three girls or something, or two like young girls, and they were kind of like walking, kind of you know, when people are kind of walking close to you, yeah, yeah, like, yeah you feel um, like they know you, but you're not sure. In my head, I'm, in my head, I'm thinking, I do not know these young kids. I mean, I don't want to know them. They're literally like <laughs> you know, 14, 15. I have no business with 14 or 16 year old girls. So I was kind of trying to get away from them, right? <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then they stopped. Like, uh, so I was thinking, what? They're like, oh, oh, you missed the 200 meters. Oh, can we get? And you're like, yeah, man, guys, it's all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 want a picture? You know, I don't know why you became American, but you were like, yeah, I want a picture. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then you kind of hugged them and took a picture. And I thought, wow, like, this is crazy. Because Cause like that's stuff that when we were younger, when I was like a kid, I thought like only Fifty Cent got that. Like in my <laughs> head, <laughs> in my head, this is what because of social media, you're now able to galvanize that kind of like. <gasps> and obviously, I'm not. I'm I, like I'm not like you. I don't do what you do, but I've seen it happen too. Where from socials, people can actually have life changing moments around your content. How does that feel? Do you feel like? Do you feel pressure? And how do you kind of deal with that kind of pressure? Um, I, I I guess yeah. I, I've I've I felt a lot of pressure. I think I feel a lot of pressure um all the time, um ma majorly because yeah, like you know the I mean for example being in university like you know you want to talk to girls you want to you know you want to be a guy, and I've always felt this pressure <laughs> that I can't slip up. You know what I'm saying? Like I've always felt this pressure that I've okay. To be I think you're frozen. This happened. Hold on, hold on one minute. Hold on one minute. Cool. Can you hear me? Can you, so you are yeah, now yeah. frozen on my screen. Okay. Now you're back. You're back. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. No. Um. I was gonna say. Yeah, like. I mean. I remember when I was in university. You know. Like. I just wanted to just be able to. You know. If find somebody attractive, you want to speak to them. Blah blah blah. Like just normal things that you want to do. Just normally go to this. 
like do stuff and speak to people i found that i had to be very mindful because like you you just your name just travels everywhere so like dealing with that um brought some pressure because I, I i realized very quickly that i really had to be very mindful about my actions but then also you know i'm a very friendly person um generally but i had to also try to have to pull back some of like maybe some of my natural proclivities because like you don't want to give somebody the wrong idea in the wrong way so so there is always pressure when somebody looks up to you and you can't tell how they're looking at you um um there is always pressure to try to you know to be friendly enough to be warm enough but um also to be to, to be respectful enough to try to retain the boundary that you do want so so that's that that's there's a lot of pressure all the time i think um but i guess how i handle it is i guess for some of these people like this is like their one moment and people people's lives really change so i, I really try to respect those moments if i can you know i honor that moment like it might not mean anything to me but to somebody else if generally i mean like if somebody's gone from a dark place and they feel much better in their life i have to honor that moment and make that moment theirs so um how i handle it when i experience it or just how i move is the fact that some people generally have real needs um and people's lives can get changed by a word so if the small sacrifice for me is to make sure that the words i'm saying aren't useless then i'll make that because i i do care about the impact i make in my community and i really want to make sure that i live leave a good legacy in people's hearts like in the world i, I don't want to be remembered for anything ill you know, I don't want, I don't have Ill, Ill intention and I sure as hell don't want anybody to feel that way. Um, so I, I guess I handle it by making sure that I'm, I step up to, to the leadership, um, to, to, to be more respectful, to be more mindful, to always educate myself. So that's how I respond to it because otherwise people are still going to say anything and, you know, you, you got to evolve with time. I guess to a degree. No, it, so it, no, it's really good to hear you say that because I think people might even be surprised to hear that because I think instinctively, some of us non-influencers. I don't know if I, I don't. Know <laughs> you're an you're an influencer. They, they, they <laughs> might they might they might look at it and be like, oh, listen, all you're doing is just a mass of following. And I was talking to you know in the last episode with with Bola Soul, who was a you know a wellness financial coach. You know, I was saying that during lockdown you know you're announcing all these kind of new book deals and things are going well and people may look at you and go oh well you're just like you it's easy for you yeah. you're an influence you've got all these thousands of people you can monetize your audience blah, blah 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 but they don't get it that you're not just trying to you know just grow an audience and do your thing you're like there's genuine influencers influencers out there it's odd because i think the influencer uh, the influencer industry, if I want to call it that, is unfortunately been has been ruined. I, I think in part by some very specific, specific influencers. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know this lady's name, so I won't, I won't say her name. But you remember that video of uh, that was on? Uh, I think it was on Good Morning Britain, where this influencer was in Dubai. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> and she was saying, for all <laughs> she had the story, she was saying that she flew to Dubai, breaking lockdown rules because. Her job is obviously to inspire people. So, you know, she did that universal, uh, uh, universally known influential thing of riding the camel um, and putting it on Instagram, you know, to kind of encourage people to do, to be better, right? To be happy. When to be you, happy. Like, you just go, oh my God, this is, this is setting us back. Or do you just look at her? You go, I'm, I'm not interested in that. Um, yeah. And no, I thought, oh my goodness, like, well, you didn't help yourself. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, <laughs> 
like i mean i, I hear it um because obviously like a lot of influence do some somehow feel this moral obligation to uplift their community because they they are interact interacting directly with the community every day like it's really in our messages it's it's almost like right here yeah and because many people don't get that i, I can understand kind of like the, a different perception towards that but then equally like me myself being someone who can see that um i think the, the where the world is in we we have i guess the greater platform the more eyes on us and unfortunately we can't get away with certain things but, but the reality is that's our reality so let's w work in line i think in that situation if you wanted to break that lockdown law i'm not supporting it but you know like if you wanted to do that it would have been more mindful for you to be careful how you operate because the world is watching um and then you know you basically incite something that I'm sure you don't really want to experience whilst being in Dubai. Well, she, <laughs> so, she would say she's an essential worker. She yeah, would say, and, do, you, do you see your work as like essential work? Because that's this is another thing. Like, you remember, like, I don't know how long you've been on social media for, but I've been on Twitter for a long time. And with mm. Twitter, there was a time where if you had a thousand followers, that was like, yeah, like, like you were the guy. Like, you're yeah, crazy. Yeah. Where did you find a thousand people? Now, mm. People have like 40,000, 50,000, like, and they're like, they're 15 years old. Yeah. So it, is the currency being diluted then? Because now everyone has over a thousand followers. So isn't, <sighs> as you said at the start, isn't everyone kind of an influencer? Like, what's the point of like the ones that have like 10K? Because now I think on Instagram, if you do something like maybe you have a biz, uh, you know, you have a soap thing you sell, or you even just like your podcast, podcaster, the goal for a lot of people is 10K. I need to reach yeah. 10 followers. So I'm like, well, are we all just going to be producers and influencers and stuff like that? Yeah, I think, I mean, I think that's where the world is moving towards. I mean, like you look at every sort of application, you look at Instagram, for example. I mean, for a moment in time, actually, we saw Instagram kind of geared towards the creator economy. It's kind of moving away from there slightly, but um, by what it looks like. But yeah, I think the world has made this huge shift to really trying to empower every single consumer to be able to be an influencer. We look at the rise of TikTok. TikTok success is basically being able to put some of the resources that would cost, uh, you know, somebody who makes money and is like can produce properly. Like you, they put that in the hands of an average person and they can produce really great quality content that's quick. So everybody has the ability to grow now everybody can grow their own audience i mean the the, the world has many voices now everybody can scream at the same time so <laughs> you think um, that's a I good think, thing um I, I mean i think i think it, it's 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 good and i think it's it's a good thing um but also my personal opinion is obviously um i i, I think it's dangerous um when i look at for example myself when i was younger if i had the whole world looking at me while i made some mistakes like that would be very detrimental to my life and some some of the social issues and so, social development stages you go through i think there needs to be it's important to have a stage through your life where you can make certain mistakes almost in private i think as mm -hmm. everything is amplified in the world um i i do wonder like some of the things i'm feeling as a 23 year old through some of the negative aspects of social media that i've experienced imagine feeling that at 10 at you know at younger ages right um it, it's damaging at my age imagine to somebody who's not who's not really experienced the world properly so i guess is there is there a, is there a, a discussion to talk about the the effects of what this can do to younger people big time so you big know time. Um, like, that's a power that's a powerful point you just made it's something i've been thinking about i haven't quite found a way to vocalize it but but what i was what i was trying to get at and you could tell me what you think about this too is like and by the way, folks, if you're not joining this conversation, the hashtag is LTCS. You can do so online. Um, because 
you know, when you're kind of going through puberty, my puberty experience happened pretty young. My voice broke like very young. Mm -hmm. I remember kind of just waking up and being like, hello. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, I'm Batman. Like literally just <laughs> randomly, right? And like when you're young, so when, when you're going through puberty, you have a lot of kind of internal feelings. Obviously, you don't quite understand. Mm. You're getting sexual urges for the first time. And before, you just kind of like, everyone was just like a, a teddy bear. Now you're like, well, oh, that girl's good looking. Well, that, yeah, this is, yeah, it started yeah. happening in your brain. But then a lot of that is internal. And like, you start thinking a bit more about how you're perceived through when you're kind of going through adolescence as well. You know, you start wearing nicer trainers. You start, remember when we all, we all wore flares, like in, in yeah, legit. You carry the backpacks with like, the French dictionary, Spanish dictionary, everything. <laughs> the big ones. Though, <laughs> you know what's groundbreaking for me? When someone told me, you know, you don't have to bring all, because I used to take all the books for all my subjects every day. All the time. And so I was like, what do you take what you need for the day? And I was like, oh, you know, but but there was that blissful <laughs> moment. And then you grow up and then you're thinking about girls, you're thinking about how you're perceived. And the problem with social media is that's just a normal adolescence thing, you know, that thing where someone comes in, my yeah. nose is massive, and you're like, no, it's actually okay. But social media takes that little space where you're kind of you know, making sense of who you are and just multiplies it by like, or stretches it to its intrinsic maximum. And yeah. so now that, you know, this big thing that you may be feeling, a thousand people may go, yes, it's big. And then you're like, ah, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, so yeah. It, it's so, so damaging. Funny enough, I want to ask you about a guy who, again, I've, I've talked. I've talked about him with another guy before. Called uh, this is an one of the TikTokers called Poku Banks, right? Um, yeah, have you heard that name before? I've heard the name, but I can't. I can't like put the name to the face. But, 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 here, but here's my thing, right? So he makes content about I think uh, financial wellness, like helping young mm. people invest or save money, that kind of stuff. Like stuff that you'd be like, hmm. Mm. But but he, he trended on social not too long ago because he kind of he made a video or videos that are a bit questionable or that are a bit annoying, whatever it is. He made a video that, that wasn't well received on Twitter. And rather than being like mm, a bit awkward, people made a finger. Like it became a thing, like a moment, mm. like a, uh, uh, people started mocking it. People sending the guy all sorts of kind of hate. I just thought to myself in the normal world, you just, just a little mistake because literally mm. we're human beings that make mistake mistakes. And that's how we <laughs> grow. But on social media, it's now a moment. It's like a, that's all you are. People like just lock you in that prison. Yeah, like, exactly. Have you ever exactly. experienced that? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've experienced it. I have have some good experience with that, you know. Um, and, good. you know, it's, yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's stuff that, yeah, like, you know, um, one can argue like this is, you know, I, I think the problem, I, it, it, what's frustrating about it, like, like you said, is it's feeling tra entrapped in, in this stage that you've like actually moved past in your life, right? Um, that you don't think the same. But I think the problem with um, kind of the everybody, you know, everybody having this ability to amplify their voice a thousand times is obviously that they're great things that get amplified, but they're very evil things get amplified. And I think, you know, um, like it's, it's it's unfortunate because the the assumption that um the mo that the increasing number of your followers like somehow is equivalent is, is equivalent to your IQ is is crazy to me, right? Mm -hmm. Some people, you know, what I mean, like the 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 fact that the more followers I get, the more well spoken I should be. I mean, that's that's I I think that's crazy. Um, and I think that's a problem. Some people just um are looking at these influences, whether younger or older. I don't know if the right word is in, in, in such a monolithic point of view, like 
as just they can only be one thing. That's all they are. And it's like, no, these are real human beings who have real emotions, um, real mistakes, real errors. And I think if we can eradicate these thoughts and I guess cancel culture where we just place somebody in a moment in time, um, then I think it will be progressively be, be better. But I think it's the world we, we live in. I think things change, people grow. And I think the more people grow and the more people have these experiences, unfortunately, um, yeah. they will learn. You know, and that's that's really it um but it, it, it's scary to see like for me like I, i'm really nervous about younger people who who might have to run into something that really they should have avoided because it, that's a mistake you make while you're young you know i used to be a very angry kid as a as a young child and imagine everything i was everything i said was being recorded like you know to be villainized on on real expressions as a young boy you know so it, it's, it's it's interesting it's, it's scary to say I, the least. I'll be honest with you. I'm probably further down the line than you. I think it's terrifying. Yeah. Um, because again, like you, when I was a kid, I literally was that kid that would like my humor was how do I say the worst thing possible to get my mm. friends to laugh? That was our, our humor. Now ask me, 26 year old Mike, to look back at when I was 14. I would be like, that kid was an absolute idiot. That the, the, the yeah, only yeah. thing. The most important thing to him at that time was having a girlfriend and being funny and liked. That was all I yeah. cared about. PC, mm -hmm. didn't care. Whether something was ist, had a ist, sexist, but didn't care. It was just be funny, have a girlfriend, right? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, exactly. So, so, so judge, to go back in time and judge that kid's crazy. But you know, the whole like democratizing thing of social media, obviously I, st I started a PhD not too long ago talking about you know, social, not social media, but SNS sites and, and online and, and the power of giving people or a say, so to speak. So you think about, mm -hmm. you know, the Arab Spring uprisings and how that was fueled by ordinary people on their cell phones. Think about Obama, who really was the precursor for Trump in, in many ways. But, but you know, mm. before people get a heart attack, <laughs> what I'm saying is he, he used <laughs> people like, huh? Oh, no, my no. God. How can you say what, that? I'm <laughs> Don't forget to subscribe, folks. What I mean is he, he's, he's one of the first people that used social media, like Twitter, hashtags. Yeah, yeah. He was like a celebrity president for the first time it, ever. It, it, it aided his, his process, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, you'd probably say Reagan was an early precursor, but then you had Obama that certainly used SNS sites. You know, so, so I forgot my point. What am I talking about? Oh, yes, so, so. <laughs> <laughs> you go down too many sides, you get lost. So, so the, the 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 democratizing kind of point of social media is amazing. It's powerful. We've all seen how amazing it is to feel like you have a voice. However, however, not everyone should have a voice on social media. That's like weighted. <laughs> I know people might. People yeah, might whoa. And that's what I mean by that, right? Clubhouse for me is probably. Yeah one of the most interesting and worst inventions I've seen yeah, because what yeah. clubhouse does is it gives like young people who are still formulating their opinions, like a sense of, Oh no, no, no. Like you're right. And yeah, like, yeah. so, so I remember joining us. I love doing this, like around 9 30 PM, I would just go on clubhouse, scroll through and just join random chats, yeah, yeah. chats that I have no, <laughs> I have no business being in, you know, just to hear what people are speaking about. I'm, you know, I'm a journalist. Mm -hmm. I'm curious. Right. So I'll join. And I joined one not too long ago that said something crazy, like Obama is a you no know, warlord, something like that. 
Whoa. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, interesting. So I join it. And everyone's like, yeah, he's a warlord. He's a warlord saying different things. And it's not even just this one chat, because I know some of them may come and listen and go, what? <laughs> and then you hear people saying some crazy things like, you know, yo, Obama is a this. He he actually ruined the black community. The black community is destroyed because of Obama. He, someone said he's an idiot. He's incompetent. So I'm like, this is a big thing. So I'll click on their names and click on their bio. This is first year politics student. And I just go, <laughs> we don't know what you're talking about. And maybe that sounds rude to some people. I don't care. You do not know what you're talking about. But some of them are six former. So you're doing politics AS and you think <laughs> the president of the free world is incompetent and stupid. Yeah, these yeah. are people still, it, it baffles me that you'd be given, and these people have thousands of followers. And you go, why do you have thousands of followers? You should be in school, not because you should shut up, quote unquote, I don't believe in that. But you should be mm -hmm. humble. You're learning. Like, why Why would you give... Imagine giving that 14-year-old me a platform. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, honestly, I, I think about that. And I think, damn, I would I would, I would, would be... Yeah, you know, like, you just wouldn't say the right stuff. And yeah, it's it's it's, it's crazy. It's so crazy. It's so crazy. Um, But, you know... Let's talk about this challenge. Let's talk about these challenges because cause you recently did the silhouette. You, you did the silhouette challenge. <laughs> I, put, I did a spin on it. Yeah, yeah, I put a spin on it. <laughs> we should probably clarify. You didn't, nothing was taken. Well, something was taken off actually. I was, I was, <laughs> because. <laughs> uh, don't you also think these challenges, right? They started off really kind of cute and coy. And now people are just like look like look at my breasts. The people are now just like, I'm just naked now. And you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That was a transition from the cute little kind of like da, 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 da. now it's just yeah. people taking off their clothes. And you're like, what? You know, so so tell us what what is what is the silhouette challenge and why did you take part in it? All right. So um <laughs> the silhouette challenge is um <laughs> I'm not going to understand. Yeah, so the Cinematic Challenge is a, is a challenge where, I guess, um, how do you even describe it? In a, yeah, you stand in You're your... You're the one who did it. You, I mean, so the, the normal challenge was you, you, you basically... It's a two-part thing. You're in the light, and then you're in the dark with a red light on. Um, the silhouette is where you, you know, show your assets, to say. Um, <laughs> the shapes, the curve, the, the, the art. Um that's what it is so i guess you, so people i guess what people did is like for a lot of people they literally would strip down to like underwear or naked and, and then they would show that silhouette can you believe I really, <laughs> listen i really thought this was like a porn star you know this is like porn stars did this mm. stuff but apparently like everybody everyday people did it and i, and I, I just didn't believe it mainly because it may i didn't see it because i didn't a lot of people i followed didn't do it but did you see like your friends take doing it yeah, I mean, I, I saw quite a few people I knew. Um, really? Yeah, like, I mean, one day after lockdown, we're all going to look each other in the eye. So <laughs> those would be great, great conversations. So how was it? <laughs> so how did, you, just, did your I mom catch it. you? Wow, like I just thought, God. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 interesting. Um, but yeah, so so I guess my take on it was, um, I don't know, I saw it as more of an, like a, a random opportunity. So it wasn't really planned. So I shot like um, a photography challenge. Well, I, I, I shot um, a, a self-series portrait of kind of like my expression of the frustrations and the thoughts I've been feeling whilst being in lockdown as a creative um, and kind of like that battle of myself between, you know, I guess getting stuff done and wait for the perfect day versus actually just moving on with life and starting now. So I visualized that and 
I guess once sharing that, I shared that like three days before the silhouette challenge came up. Um, and then when I was when I kind of like shot the BTS and put the video together, I, I was like hearing the music. Like I, I like I saw so many silhouette challenges on my timeline. Yes, I saw them, um, and it was just playing in my head. And I was like, oh my god, this makes sense. And the imagery that I created was also kind of almost like a silhouette, so it just made sense. So, um, I, yeah, put that together. So that, that was my silhouette challenge, a, a creative well, take. Was it well received? Yeah, I mean, yes, it was. It was really well received. I mean. It's a big win for the creative community. So yeah, no, got a lot of um. <laughs> we we didn't we didn't know. <laughs> yes, thanks, thanks, man. <laughs> but yeah, now it was good. It was it was received really well, actually. Um, yeah, it was, it was, it was it's a beautiful beautiful moment for me. I think, um, I guess, I, it was a, it was a triumph for me, majorly not not so much the challenge, but I guess the the, the artistic yeah. piece because. I guess my greatest doubt as somebody who is uh, a creative right now by accident, it's like the, the the greatest battle is yourself and you you often are the artist and the canvas. So like it's it was a huge win for me just to be able to see that, damn, I actually can still create art because I've kind of lost a bit of confidence in myself um, because I haven't been able to do what I really want to do the way I want to do it. So um, it was a big, it was a big win personally anyways, regardless for me. No, so. it, it was amazing. And I think, you know, I tell you this off air all the time, but like you have one of the best minds I know, you know, and you're super creative and, and um, you know, it's, it, it was good to see, you know, thousands of people like it and get involved and stuff like that. We've been knowing this already. Like we know, and, and we, <laughs> we <been> oh, <laughs> you know, we know. I mean, we we've witnessed your talents for, for years now, so it's good to see people kind of engaging with it. Yeah, I, I mean, it's and I, and people folks can check it out, can't they? On your Instagram, Mister Two Hundred Meters or Thai High Synth, they can they can find it and 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 see see what you did with it. I just find it so interesting. I, it's still. Of course, I get it. There's one side that's like female empowerment, you know, body autonomy, stuff like that. And, you know, I, I have no words for that. I'm not like, oh, no, they should not do it. That's not, you know, people can do whatever they want yeah. with their bodies. I'm, I'm, I'm very libertarian in that sense. Do what you want. <laughs> um, it is interesting to me, though, on this topic of kind of maturing, growing up and being held prisoner. Yeah. I just wonder, you know, the future version of us, you know, us when we're, 45 56 do you look back at yourself during these challenges and go out boy that's exactly what you should have done or, or do we look back and just cringe and go why was that ever okay because to me it still seems mad to think of being naked online that's it's, just it's like the fact, it's the fact that head. you it's the fact that i mean i think because of the democratization of like content and all these different things like everybody having a voice everybody being able to go viral like it kind of makes you forget the fact that nothing can be cleared on the internet you know it kind of makes you feel like you know like just because everyone's doing it it's cool i can just be one of the few but i'm your name is your name <laughs> you know and like I, I think that's that's a reminder like when i search my name on google there's everything that's there so one thing i'm super happy about is you can't find too many crazy things about me because i was always i decided at a younger age okay i have to be really mindful because of i guess because i had you know i had the the type of feedback i was getting from my followers required me to be a certain type of person so i grew into accepting that um because it aligned with what i cared about right yeah but i mean yeah like i i i'm I, i'm often quite nervous when i think about the idea that imagine i made this error like this and now i can't wipe it off my name like so that, that's scary so, so there's a lot of people whose lives will be impacted the opportunities they get in the future will be impacted because of some of the things that they put on there that they just wanted to kind of join in on a challenge to 
to liberate themselves and now they've, they've probably put themselves you know they could put themselves potentially in a, in a situation which is um not actually free at all you know so yeah that, that i mean it, it, you get to a point where like are we thinking far enough for our lives or are we actually thinking that just as quick as the content comes so will the opportunities and the, and the money and, and you know yeah. i think i'm trying to live more of my life off the internet to really reconnect to the fact that like the internet is like not everybody's on the internet i mean not everybody's even on social media it's actually not a great percentage of people so like, there's a real world out there so i, I really got engaged with that to make sure that i don't get lost in i guess all the little traps that we call you know moments that you know like challenges or all these great things that can be great for us i don't get trapped in that rather i get yeah. trapped in things that you know the real you know like i try to talk to more people in real life <laughs> Listen, you can't go wrong there i want to be very careful as well of course you know i'm an online person i am online and, and yeah. i think we need more people online too I, I i literally this isn't a kind of advert for stay off social media it's dangerous yeah, it's sure. not that that's sure. tired online i think the internet has also meant some of us can find community it's meant that we can we can have this kind of chat this is the kind of chat yeah. me and me and you would have Maybe. like every day do you know what i mean that, that that some people get to listen in on so it's also very powerful you know what my, what my thing is i just think we should join social media on our on our own terms yeah. I, I think yeah. if, you, if you have to be someone you're not online that's when you're kind of you're having to leave your kind of um what do we call it now your standards or your your kind of priorities they've been left at the door and that's not good for for anybody so yeah, yeah. we'll be interested to see, see, see what happens with that of course one of the one of the things covid's done is for for the creator like i, I feel like you folks won last year because <sighs> because i am the amount of youtubers i saw doing i wish i had keys like should put a house and just yeah, like honestly. Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, this is the year of house buying for, for YouTubers because you know everyone's at home, everyone's watching YouTube. Like, how did you find that for like your industry and what you do? Have you seen a bump in like eyes on you? You know, what, what, has it changed your plans yeah. for the future? Yeah. Um, okay, so I think there was a huge shift. Everybody came online. So I remember the first the first week, if not I think first the first week of lockdown the first lockdown. So that would have been this time last year, like March, February, end of February, yeah. March. I remember tweeting a tweet um, or quote tweeting a tweet of like, you know, some of the memes that would go around of some of the stuff that's happening with people like playing tennis in Italy and stuff like that. And I remember like quoting one and it got, um, it got over a million favorites. I think like ridiculous, like, like a, I, if dare I say, I don't know, maybe like close to 2 million, I, I can't remember, but a few million favorites. I thought this is a lot of people like I've had like huge tweets, but a million like that's that's like that's that's um, a million. Yeah, a million is bigger than where I'm from. <laughs> from it's bigger than my city, I think. I don't know. But it's that's a million people. So imagine me saying that tweet in front of everybody like, yeah, like that was crazy. <laughs> that's crazy, man. Yeah. I, you know, do you know the numbers thing? I was talking to a friend yesterday. You know, you do a speech. Sorry, you do like an event and you get 200 signups and because it's digital you're like that's 200 imagine seeing 200 people going in front Honestly. of you that's so a that's, million that's, that's, that's what you're at on linkedin you know what i mean like yeah been in front of 200 people well, you know to 200 young men <laughs> all right oh i my tweet was liked by a, a million people, uh, on million people. yeah, yeah you exactly I mean, but that's that's and that's the weird thing is obviously there's there's seeming there's this seeming disconnect with real people so i think when i saw that i was like 
this is like there was a lot of people online and then you know um that that to me was just yeah a lot um so yeah it's just it's too much i lost my point i lost where we were but <laughs> it's a lot of people you know what i mean did you, go, did you go get your parents like your mom mama we made it we, we are leaving <laughs> this house tomorrow like we'll go we'll go down i got a million <laughs> but no i think I, I remember where we were um yeah i think it was a good year i think it, it was a good year for a lot of people but at the same time um i guess for me personally like i i i I, tend, I ended up working with uh, a few co- kind of corporations because they were trying to get their content online. They were trying to capitalize on the fact that everybody was online. But the problem, obviously, with that is everybody tries to track content online. So the seeming quality of content changes, you know. Um, there is more out there. So you often feel that you can get lost in the noise because there's just so much to consume. But then also there's more time to consume it. So it was a good year for a lot of people. Um, for me personally, I spent more of that year behind the scenes trying to help other people get online. Um, as by the nature of the kind of like my work and the things I do, so I saw that there was a huge demand in that in that way um, because everybody had to onboard to the place where you know it's, it, the new audience is. So I think it was a good year for a lot of influencers, but at the same time, um, yeah, like I, I don't know if it was rewarding for for everybody because you know like the more people onboard onto a platform, the platform obviously does change a little bit. You know, <laughs> you know if if. You know, I don't know if everybody would have got still got paid in the same way, you know, be, being there, be more, it's all yeah. these different things. So I don't know how truly good it was for, for creators. But what, what, one of the big things you said, or one of the things you said, and obviously some folks may not know that, you know, you're, you're a digital strategist, you know, you, you spend a lot of time with brands, helping them think about how they tell stories, communicate online. I know you, you're doing that for a range of clients. One thing you said that actually kind of blew my mind a bit, because I didn't really think about it that way was, the change in kind of marketing, the, the way kind of influencer marketing's changing. So, of course, yeah. the tip, the typical model before was that if you are if you had a brand, you'd pay said influencer with 10k followers to wear your dress and put it online and share it. And now businesses, of course, are just skipping that and just just doing it online like that's direct that's, consumer. That's, yeah, that's what's crazy. I remember when Pretty Little Thing did the same thing and. And everybody's just looking at it like this is yeah, just I need to get three hundred pounds or free outfit. But it's like I'm looking at the whole industry changing because I mean it's the same thing that we're seeing in the shift of like high streets, like you know, like online brands buying high streets. They're just skipping everything that matters and just like yep. And it's the same like influencers are dying because creators are rising, but they're really the same thing, right? Um, but then you see lots of brands now just forgetting the influencer, they're just giving lots of uh, giving lots of money away, and you know they get the buzz because everybody's talking, everybody's trying Literally. to get engaged. And, and when you think about it, it's such a better way to market because now you've got one authenticity, yeah. which is like people actually writing funny tweets, putting funny pictures yeah. up, memes, all that kind of stuff, and they're not tr- they're not doing it. A lot of them don't think they're gonna win. It's just like a kind of it's 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 fun and it's funny, so they're doing it. Cause they actually enjoy it rather than like, you know, yeah, thank like, yeah. you really for my jacket. You know, I love it. Well, your people are like, do you really love it? Is it even your size kind of thing. And then two, rather than having one influencer that shares like a, an image with their clothes and then gets, you know, f- uh, 10% engagement, yeah, whatever it is, the return of investments is much have, You can have, so like, I, I do wonder sometimes, you know, what will happen to influencers? Well, I don't really, it's not this, I don't lose sleep over. I don't wake up like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> as the industry quote unquote changes i just wonder what's gonna happen like because there was a golden age there was a bubble and a part and a part of me thinks after lockdown because remember that someone said something really profound and i want to get your thoughts on this 
they were saying that, you know, we're all in a hurry to run back to normal. But then they, they said one thing, like one thing we need to do is actually work out what normal is worth running back to. Mm-hmm. So lockdowns definitely changed our lives in lots of ways. And so the idea that we just want to run back to normal is like, hold on, what kind of normal are we trying to get back to? And I wonder if that era of the influencer with all these brand deals that post stuff on Instagram, you know, whether that's dying and we're entering a new era, as you're saying. And I guess, what does that bode? What does that mean for people like you who, you know, you're a digital native, You've got a, you've amassed like a, a great following by any comparison online, great engagement, stuff like that. Like, what do you think about what are you going to turn that into? Do you have any thoughts on that? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's that's the most crucial part of where I am. I'm, I'm at right now because I've been predicting this change for a while. So like to see it actually happen is is it's almost like, OK, cool. What do I do? And you'll notice that there are a lot more influencers now teaching. And then they're selling guides because the natural route for lots of people who have the following is to, you know, to try to, you know, monetize their audiences in smaller amounts. So, you know, a million people buying a one pound, you know, guide. So so I'm seeing a lot of influencers do that, or like some of the bigger numbers of influencers now, you know, going more to the email market and going directly to their consumers and changing the format to some of these old formats of marketing. So they've now become the businesses almost starting at the top of what many businesses have now left. So I think that's the cycle I'm noticing. So I think a lot of the influencers will now become businesses who really monetize their audiences the way that old school marketing used to be. And then these new school new school brands are just going to reach the consumer the way the influencers used to be. So I think over a few years, I think that transition will naturally happen again because people are also getting older. Brands going to change. You know, the, the world's going to change. There's going to be new concerns. There's going to be new problems. There's going to be new, um, you know, like, you know, like the last year, you know, like, black lives matter like that was a you know like for the last few years it's been a huge thing but this last year like the activity behind it brands obviously have to really get behind some of these things so as the world changes i think naturally i i think there will be a sense of a cyclical nature of the industry change in hands essentially because if i look at the influencer now some of these young people who have the following who now everybody's a creator that that the brand may not work with anymore mm. the, the brands are gonna you know you, you if you monopolize a certain sort of system there it creates another problem on the other side so i think naturally <laughs> there, will have, there has to be a continual shift so um i think naturally influences will come back into demand because people are also changing and, and the, the it's an economics you know where the supply you have to fill demand so as you fill the demand of everybody you know the consumer they're going to be people still looking going back natural consumer behavior like we yeah. just want to look up to people because we don't what they do anymore like there's some influences that you know it's you don't look to them for the things they buy but actually they still they still affect your buying behavior they don't sell you anything but you want to dress like them so i think naturally those are the people i would see as influences that might rise the people with very natural human very raw content i think those people will become like really useful because everybody's you know what's what was once authentic has now become the blank template so the people who are naturally going against the grain yeah. naturally stand out. So mm-hmm. I don't know how that's going to look like naturally, but um, I think, yeah, like everybody's leaning to one side. There's obviously going to be people that are going to, you know, kind of stand up, yeah, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So um, I don't know what it's going to look like, but yeah, I, I think for me, that's, that's as accurate as I can think about it right now. I mean, it's majorly why I started doing the same thing a while ago, you know, started writing more, building my own kind of, I took the same process tried to offline all my followers to interact with them more 
um, to make more of a difference because when the whole world is, or a lot of these people are concerned with making content, I don't want to make content anymore. I'm I, I, like, by the time we come out of lockdown, hopefully I'm not 25, <laughs> but as we go into the world, <laughs> you know, um, I have to expect that I, at least, I mean, in, in my mind, I don't see things really functioning at, that, at the same sort of ease as I saw yeah. before until like 25 in the next two years. So when I go, when I go out to the world at that point, I really want to touch the hands I've spoken to before. I really want to engage with people before. And my first instinct isn't to sell to them. It's to, it's to grow with them. But then I think when you have a lifelong customer, like mm. that's what these brands um, will always want because onboarding customers is a, is a hard process. And I think these influencers who really care about their followers and have taken things offline to engage in the followership will become really, really important influencers because their followers actually like them. You're going to have the ground base, yeah. No, that's yeah, that's no, that's, uh, so. that's a free... I feel yeah. like uh, I feel like I'm in church. You just gave a prophecy. <laughs> yeah, and because and, and content is so quick now, we're, we're actually going to get to a point where we we want to step back. Like, you yeah, know, I, I I think I said this like two years ago. I see I see like retreats happening where people have to like hand in their phones just to connect again because exactly. it's ridiculously quick I, and mm -hmm. it can't be healthy for us. The way we're processing. I mean, think about reading. You have to kind of like. You know, take a book, open it, find where you were, slowly read it to see if there's something happening. And there's there's all these apps that's like yeah. read this book in one one minute, you know, and then yeah. suddenly yeah. you know what's in the book. Like that can't be healthy forever. So I do think you're right. There'll be some sort of kickback, as it were, and then you know maybe then that cyclical you know symbiotic thing happens where you switch from one switch to the other. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows, folks? But this is all very very interesting. And one of the many reasons why you should follow uh, and connect with Josiah Hyacinth or Mr. 200 Meters, <laughs> um, because insight like this is just kind of what your platform is. I I'm grateful for your platform because I enjoy watching. I enjoy your tweets. I enjoy your posts. They're interesting. They aren't just new bag, you know. <laughs> 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 Not that not, not that that's wrong, by the way, because I know some fashion influencers might be like, yo, what's this guy trying to say? Yeah, he's, 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 like, <laughs> he's like, you know, it's, it's not an it's like LV bag. You know? I know. Yeah. Do your thing. <laughs> but it's it's good to know that there's like platforms too that, you know, you're not just trying to like make money and just monetize yeah. everybody. You're, you're actually interested in value and stuff like that. So more kudos to you. More kudos to you. Um, folks, I want to encourage you to subscribe and, you know, join this growing family. We've got some really interesting guests over the next nine weeks. I was looking at the schedule and I was saying, oh, God, it's going to be a good one. Um, good. And, yes, and I'm, I'm, I'm happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I was am like, I number nine or am I number 10? <laughs> 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 no, but it is gonna be, and I'm just happy because we're, we're, like, we're getting into consistency. Um, this is not a motivational podcast, but let me just say, like, listen, if you've got momentum – just keep it going. Just keep moving. Keep it going. Because momentum is so important. And for so for years, we've been trying to get momentum on this podcast. And finally, we're starting to get like the, the fact that I can see the next yeah. nine guests for me is just mind blowing. Because normally, you know, it's just so I'm just like, I can't do it this week. I'm busy. Whereas now I'm like, okay, cool. We're committing to this thing and we didn't. So if you're a listener, thank you so much for bearing with us through the bad audio, the the low audio, the poorly edited. Uh, you you, got, you no. got the equipment now. <laughs> we've got <laughs> we've got these equipment. I want to encourage you. Please share this podcast with somebody. Literally, just 
tap the share button and send it to someone you like. Um, because this was a, a really kind of you know important conversation, and I think people will like it. And two, um, sorry, what's the other thing people need to do to help it grow? Oh, yes, follow it online, right? LTCS podcast, leaving it. <laughs> <laughs> Hit the follow um on twitter and instagram and, and yeah let, let's grow together i i hope this becomes of course so, i'm excited because we've got really good guests like we've got really good guests and i'm excited to have conversations like this anyways that's it um do you have anything to say uh or what what no, how, no sorry, i need to act like a proper podcaster that's not that's that's the wrong question here's what i'm gonna say where can people find you <laughs> can find you um <laughs> yes um so i guess um you can find me um so my, my Twitter is Josiah Hyacinth. Um, that's J-O-S-I-A-H, Hyacinth. It's there on the screen. Yeah. Why is it Josiah? That's probably the people, easiest part. No, but that's what you think. Until you get an email and it says, hey, Joshua. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Um, that's not my name. Yeah. <laughs> that's not my name. That's not my name. They call me Stacy. Do you remember that song? I remember the song. I remember yeah. the song. Song. Yeah, so find me on um, uh, Twitter, just high of um, Instagram, Mister Two Hundred M underscore, um, and I mean, search my name on Google. Google, drop me an email. Name Why and first not? name at gmail.com. Let's chat. Let's not. I mean, yeah, let's do it. I'm joking. Chat on email. That's odd. that's odd. Hi, Josiah. Yeah. Just following up Hi. on what you said on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Wanna chat? I, mean, I, I get that. I, I, you know, I get those type of emails, and I think it's it's the, it's the best thing. I've been getting so many emails these days, like, "Hey, I've been going through this in school. Like, you know, just really want to just can I just want to talk to someone?" I'm like, "Okay, oh, <laughs> yeah, it's a lot." You know what? It's so good. Like, like uh, obviously, I, I started with the mailing list not too long ago too, and I, well, I've always had one, but I just neglected them. I, I was just mm-hmm. like, but to see responses coming back with like, "Oh wow, you know, this helped." That's kind of all. That's what we're all looking for, like connection, yeah. right? So that's why we're on here. We're all kind of really weird people who just want connection, <laughs> you know. And and <laughs> and that's why we're online. We're looking for connection. So if you're listening, please connect, comment, share your thoughts. Like we love it. We love it. It's a drug for us. So, anyways, but don't do drugs. Drugs are bad, right? <laughs> Unless it's like legal, like paracetamol. Anyways, bye guys. See you in the next one. <laughs> Thank you, Josiah. You were brilliant.